leadership that stables up. It stables up. Leadership that stables up. It stables up. Leadership. That's right. Get your leadership on with us right now. Hey, what about me? Welcome back, podcast listeners. Aloha. <laughs> Uh, so we are back for our second episode, and we'd like to first thank everyone who listened to our inaugural podcast and provided us with stories and really great feedback. We truly appreciate the feedback, good and bad. Please continue to share your thoughts on Facebook, Twitter, and our website, staplesofleadership.com. Dot com. And so with that, we want to highlight that one of our listeners provided us some pretty wonderful feedback and, and made us you know, think a little bit about what our podcast is about. And their feedback focused on workplace bullying and body shaming. And so just as a disclaimer, right, you know, when we share descriptions of people, it is intended for descriptive purposes only. And it's to help build a visual, paint a picture, make it vivid, you know, try to take you there in the moment, you know, so you, the listener, can kind of feel uh, exactly what we were experiencing in that time frame. Absolutely. We will never disrespect any person or group intentionally, nor will we provide names or specific information about any story or individual. And so with that being said, our podcast is intended to, number one, discuss leadership topics, uh, you know, coupled with different types of concerns, and, and trying to bring in some real stories and some true testimonials that we have both experienced, you know, in our professional lives. We have a lot of experience. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> but with that, our caveat is we want to do that with a little bit uh, kind of a side of humor that we bring to this. So we're going to try to be entertaining, be be enlightening, but again, have a little bit of fun with this because, you know, it's, it's what we do. Absolutely. And I think that post really um, brings us to this week's topic. This week's topic is on power. So you cannot talk about leadership without talking about power. What is power? Power is the capacity or potential to influence. It's the ability to affect others' beliefs, attitudes, and actions. It also is a relational concern for both leaders and followers. As we talked about in the last podcast, leadership has three main components, influence, leaders, and followers. Without any of those, you won't have leadership. Absolutely. And so there are two types of powers that that are relative to leadership in itself, and those are known as position and personal power. Absolutely. And that actually came from French and Raven. It's a little bit old. It's from the 1950s, I think 1959, late 50s, um, but still very relevant with what we do today. And so with that, you know, understanding power, you have to put it into perspective. You know, fundamentally power is nothing more than the potential to influence. So in other words, you know, power is not so powerful if we fail to use it properly. And so as my beautiful wife has indicated, you know, most of us have probably worked for a leader who either have abused their power or just, you know, just really didn't use it effectively. And so we're going to concentrate on both personal power and position power. You know, that's a really good um, point. We do have a lot of experience and all of us have had really good managers or really good leaders and not so good. I don't want to use the word bad, but not so good managers or leaders. And when I reflect back on those managers that did not uh, motivate me as much as um, others, I've noticed that there's a missing element, a missing one of those powers. Can you guess which one of those powers were? You were talking about personal power? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so very often when you have somebody with the position power, um, we're required to respect them. And if they're missing that personal power, but you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. We've not explained what these powers I, are. I was giving you the look. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I, I missed like, that. Where are you going with this? And so as indicated, we want to define both 
position and personal power so we have a basis of understanding then we can expand upon that with our stories and so understanding position power as she was alluding to is the power that refers to the extent in which a leader can have influence and there are different types of powers that fall under the position power um, and those include coercive reward and legitimate power also to include information power in itself and yeah, that information power was added a little bit later um, in with, I believe it was Raven who added that, uh, but still very relevant. And and so with that being said, you know, the position power is inherent into that, that a certain a person's title, a person's grade mm -hmm. in the military, a person's rank, uh, you know, again, in different capacities, you know, being a manager, being a VP, whatever the case may be. But it's inherent with the title and the position. So the, the power is derived from the that seated position of where that person operates from. Yeah, and I think, so I'm trying to relate this not only to just the workplace, but also just being a parent. That parent is also a positional power. What? You mean my mom had power? <laughs> Your mom had a lot of power. <laughs> a lot of power. <laughs> no doubt. I've heard stories. Yes. Uh, so what are those um, areas underneath positional power again? Again, okay, so the position powers include coercive power. Mm. You have reward power. You have legitimate power. And you have what Heather stated, information power, which was amended and added back in 1969. Oh, six, six, mid-60s, late-60s, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so what is reward power? I think we can probably figure that out, but do we have a definition for reward power? I believe that is um, derived from having the capacity to provide rewards to others. So an example of that would be a supervisor who gives rewards to employees who work hard. Um, that's an example of reward power. Absolutely. And, and like you said, it is based on that perception that the leader has the ability to provide such reward powers, um, you know, to include a reward for a job well done, uh, giving recognition in front of others, submitting people for awards, employee of the quarter. Um, you know, you, you think about performance appraisals, you know, all those things coincide with the leader or manager's ability to to allocate or to provide rewards for a job well done. Including just a pat on the back saying a good job. Those intrinsic, and we've not covered intrinsic, extrinsic rewards, but just that that feeling of making somebody proud could be a reward power as well, in my opinion. Truly, truly. You know, even providing someone more scope of responsibility, you know, assign them to a new position. Uh, again, just, you know, com commensurate with that person's um, competence and or potential. And so the leader has a great ability to influence someone's career path based on your demonstrated performance by rewarding them in, in many forms, variations, and fashions. On the other hand, we also have coercive power. And as you can imagine, that's the opposite. That's derived from having the capacity to uh, punish others. So um, performance of... <laughs> what happened there? Bad, bad, like reprimands. Uh, disciplinary action is what I was trying to think of. Sorry. Absolutely. And so the, the leader has the ability, to, again, to punish, to sanction for, for you know, less than stellar performance or non-compliance. Um, and again, you want to, the leaders should use this, this power sparingly and they should try to utilize the least um, coercive power or, or necessary action to correct a behavior. And, and you kind of move up a progressive discipline scale, and that's another topic in itself. Yeah. But it's not, you know, immediately going for the hammer or trying to smash someone's career for a minor infraction. But again, that coerc coercive power is very powerful, you know, especially for those that, that need a bit of correcting. It is, it, absolutely. And sometimes people are afraid of that and, and they, they think very negatively of their leader when they have that coercive power. I think a good example of that is when a coach sits a player on the bench for being late to practice. Ouch. Especially <laughs> if it's your star player and you know that star player might think, hey, you know, it doesn't matter what I do, I'm above the law. 
And, you know, the coach has that final say, that final authority to say, you're not going to play. And that's impacting to that player. And it, and, it, and it sets the tone and it lets the team know that, hey, that, that action is not, you know, acceptable and that they have to, to abide by the rules. Otherwise, there are consequences and, certain, and repercussions. Absolutely. And the next power is legitimate power. And I think we're a lot of us are very familiar with what we refer to as legitimate power. And that's associated with having status or a formal job authority. So that's actually the title that we have to respect. Absolutely. And that, that's, again, that title, the VP, the manager... Uh, whatever the case may be, in the military, you know, it was, you know, being a non-commissioned officer, if you were the person in charge, you know, it, it that inherent power came from the title in itself, the position that you held, and, and you know, people in the military would have to respect that, but there's another factor of respect that gets into personal power, we'll get there momentarily. Absolutely. Um, and then lastly, the one that was added later was um, what Raven refers to as information power. And in this day and age, I think it's really relevant. So we we all know those um, leaders who withhold information. So this is derived from possessing knowledge that others want or need. Um, so if, for example, a boss who has information regarding new criteria to decide about a employee promotion eligibility, they have that information power that... Um, that affects us absolutely and and with this power in itself you know the leader that that utilizes it appropriately um is is one that is keeping their employees or in the military their airmen their subordinates you know informed and they judiciously share that information when appropriate um, because information is power absolutely so that actually encompasses all of our four position powers uh based on french and raven now again these position powers is derived from office or rank within an organization these powers are very limited without the second type of power that choice mentioned and that's that personal power and that's the influence derived from being seen as likable and or knowledgeable and that consists of two different types of power and what's that first one then those powers are known as the referent power mm -hmm. and expert power. And what is referent power? Oh, one of my favorites. And I knew it would be. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to say in a class I taught, you know, a while back that the referent power was kind of the it factor. You know, and you know you run into some of those those leaders and managers and they just have it. You know, they're charismatic, um, they're they're easy to follow, they're they're something you strive or you emulate, and you know, they, they just have that 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 ability to create relationships. Um, they just have really good personal traits, and so they create a lot of trust and mutual respect. You know, they demonstrate behavior that's that's worthy of of mimicking. You know, they show interest in things of their followers or employees. You know, they they just have that it factor, and it's a kind of a connectability. And I just made that word up, but it's 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 interesting. I really I really enjoy talking about reference power. Yeah, it has a bit of a charis uh, char charisma with it. Yes, absolutely. Um, a lot of us think that. Um, you know, you're either in the in-group or you're in the out-group, but referent power really, you have to be trusted by your followers. They have to have faith in you, and that referent power plays a huge role in that. It, it really does. You know, and as we indicated earlier, that where position power comes from the title, the, the seat, the, you know, the position that you hold, personal power is derived and drawn from those that emulate you, from those that you work with or those that work for you. Um, you know, it's, it's by gaining that trust and confidence of those around you so that personal power is, again, you know, it's, it's, it's from your followers, your peers, your employees. Yeah, you know, just listening to you say it like that, Choice, makes me think back of our first episode, distinguishing between management and leadership. Yes. And the referent power um, really falls into the realm of leadership, whereas the position power for, falls more under that management, very structured, you have to respect me because I have the, this power. Oh, absolutely. I'm the boss, so hear me roar. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the other 
someone. So we have reference power for personal power, but we also have knowledge. So actually the person owning that knowledge um, is a power. And I, I call it power knowledge, but technically it's called expert knowledge. So French and Raven defined it as expert knowledge. And this is based on the follower's perception of the leader's competency. Absolutely. And, it, and it, it's, it's shown by, you know, it's demonstrated by that leader that, that has that ability to, to the skills and knowledge to get things done. Um, you know, they use their expertise to facilitate work behaviors of others. Um, they do everything they can to become knowledgeable in all aspects of their job or role. You know, in, in essence, trying to become that subject matter expert. And so people lend or look at them for, for advice, for input, to train, to teach, to, to you know, provide that path on success. Yeah, I think, it, you know, a teacher's a really good example of that. But so as a tour guide, we went to see the September 11th Memorial. Wow. That was a really amazing experience. That was. Um, but we did do a guided tour with that. And she shared so much very useful knowledge that we had no idea about. Um, so I think that's a really good example of expert power. Um, she had an influence over us, even though we've never met her before. Absolutely. I mean, captivated the audience, um, knew every nook and cranny of the facility. I mean, and, and any question that was was um, you know put out there she she was able to to reference it or to be able to answer it and to be able to guide, shed light on it i mean it was such a moving moving time frame in our lives to to go to new york for the very first time and to go to the september 11th memorial um in september uh yeah it's something that will definitely be a highlight yeah, we could probably have an entire episode just on that. But let's focus back on leadership. Okay, okay, we're here. <laughs> um, so we actually talked uh, very highly of, about that position power. But in reflecting on what we've we've shared with everybody, it sounds like we kind of made the position power sound a little negative. And by any means, it's not. Oh, no. You need that position power. Sometimes reward power is needed. Sometimes that coercive power is important, like we mentioned about the coach. Um, I think that uh, you mentioned earlier, it's important to have both. Absolutely. You know, and, and being a leader and a manager isn't easy. And there's a lot of things that you have to take into consideration. It's not all about, you know, making friends and doing those things. Because if you're trying to win a popularity contest as a leader or manager, you're probably taking the first wrong step in that direction in itself. Um, be that with coercive power. You know, there are times where discipline is necessary. And it's not everyone's favorite. But in order to, to maintain status quo to ensure that people are following the rules and they're abiding by, you know, the regulations, instructions, all those different parameters, you have to keep people, you know, in a straight yeah. line if, if need be. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the coercive power because that's a really good example. That's the one that probably gets the most negative rap, in my opinion. Um, because you, when you discipline people, people tend to not like you. But if you have really good referent power or if you have good um, expert power, they know you're doing it for a reason. So oh. they respect that decision. Absolutely. And there are some folks that have uh, are really gun shy. You know, they, they, they have the inability to utilize coercive mm -hmm. power. And, and in effect, they've caused themselves to lose power because yeah. people don't respect and they'll walk all over them. You know, oh, don't worry about it. You know, Joe Bob, manager, whatever the case may be, eh, he'll, he'll get over it. And there's no repercussions for actions. And so you become a, a, a rug. You become a, a stepping stool if you don't utilize the powers fairly and equally across the board. And if you limit yourself and you don't use certain things, it can create kind of a vacuum effect and create you know, a, a loss of power overall as a leader. 
Absolutely. I mean, we. I think most of us, if not all of us, have had a leader that has had that position power and missing that personal power. Um, I think last episode you mentioned um, a leader who used his rank to lead his airmen. Uh, um, and this resulted in a lot of disrespect and gossiping behind his back. And I've seen that in the civilian world as well. Um, a supervisor I've had in the past has, has um, been lacking that expert power, specific example, um, lacking that expert power. And I had a hard time trusting the answers that she would provide me, um, even though she had that legitimate power over me. Um, am I thinking of the person? You are. Yeah. But let, remember, we already had our disclaimer in the beginning. We're not saying names. <laughs> We're not going to say names. <laughs> but I know there's a song that comes to mind. No, no. no. You know, kind of reminds me of Willy Wonka. And <laughs> that was not a slap on his arm. <laughs> Ladies so, and gentlemen. So I will refrain from painting a picture of someone wearing very broad shoulder pads. And so we're, so we're going to leave it alone. <laughs> but but you, you make a good point. And, and the, the, the situation that I dealt with, um, the person that I used to work for definitely was all about that position power. And it was all about the title. And as I indicated before, his rank would walk into the room before he did. And it was so hard to, to ultimately respect this individual. And there was a huge lack of trust um, because... For the rest of us, we knew that this individual was out for himself, and he was trying to continue his rise up in the ranks and continue to to you know stack up on that position power. But definitely, without a doubt, lacked that personal power aspect and did not have any reference power. There wasn't an it factor with him. The it factor was him to himself, and it was it was pretty disappointing because uh, you know at first glance you thought, wow, this guy might be pretty legit. And as you got, as I got to know more and more and worked longer with this individual, it was very apparent that it was a, a, a me party and no one else was invited. And so his personal power was lacking. And even in that same sense, that expert power, he was, he was a very smart gentleman, but he rarely, if ever, shared that information with the rest of us. And, and, it, and we felt it was kind of in the form or fashion of like job security. And he didn't share the knowledge and we were left lost many times and guessing at times. And even when we guessed and we, we didn't make the right guess, then the finger was pointed at us and we didn't really have any backing. There was no one there to say, you know, I've got my team and I'll take the rap for this. We were just left out to dry. And so that was a really tough time in my career uh, to be young and impressionable. And, and in all honesty, I, I, I took some of those traits away with me, as a matter of fact, you know, long ago at that time frame, because that was a leader I had to emulate. That was a leader I had to kind of mimic in its sense. And it didn't. It took me quite a while later on down the line when I was actually around, you know, very functional leaders that had both position and personal power that I realized, you know what, maybe I'm not doing things so right. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And it kind of emphasizes that paradigm shift from the old manager. And I know that particular individual um, was many years ago. And we've, we've shifted to more of a leadership role where that referent and expert power plays a, a bigger role Absolutely. In, in leading. I, I definitely feel that it, everything happens for a reason. And, and it was placed in my life and my path to kind of you know, go through that experience and learn from that in itself and to move along and to get surrounded by really good people and realize, you know what, there was, there's always, I say this, there's always room for improvement because as we indicated and talked about in the first podcast, that leadership is, is the art of influence. And just like any great artist, you know, be it Van Gogh, Picasso, all those different folks, they didn't just wake up one morning painting the Sistine Chapel. And even when they've completed it, I, I'm sure they look back at it and figured, you know what, I could make some improvements. So with that, there's always room for improvement. You know, that's such a good point. There is always room for improvement. And we owe 
are always striving to improve ourselves. So just kind of as a recap, um, this episode was about the different powers, uh, specifically um, as illustrated by French and Raven, um, position and uh, personal power. Um, and that's known as the basis of social power, just in case you guys wanted to do any research on that itself. Um, any last thoughts on power? Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I wish we, we could. I mean, we really control our time frame on this, but uh, this was just, to, again, to get into it in itself. Uh, if you have questions, if you have any stories or insight or feedback and you want us to explore or provide more definitions or more stories relative to the powers themselves, please hit us up on all of those different venues that we have, be it Facebook, Twitter, our website, staplesofleadership.com. Uh, your feedback is crucial, and it is it is something that we are very acceptant, acceptable of, and we want to ensure that we, we continue to move forward in that path. But this is awesome. You know, and I want to challenge those of you who listen, share your stories of power. People who had just positional, people who had just personal, or people who had both, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Again, that is Facebook, uh, Twitter, and also we now have our website, staplesofleadership.com. Um, please share your thoughts and comments with us. No, no, you, you, you hit it You hit it right there. Uh, all those different portals of venues, we want to hear from you. Uh, let us know. And then, we'll, again, we'll, we'll, we'll provide more. Um, if you have any certain things you want us to com comment about or discuss, we'll give you a shout-out and, uh, you know, put you out there into podcast land. <laughs> Absolutely. And so with that being said, um, we're, we're coming to a close here. Woo! <laughs> 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 uh, that was that second glass of wine. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Leadership the stables of the stables of leadership the stables of the stables of leadership that's right get your leadership on with us right now <laughs>